Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Catherine Morehouse. There's a modest bill set for markup in the Senate today that may not be on your radar, but it's exposing larger divisions within the Republican Party. The bill in question is the Prove It Act, and it would authorize a two-year study about how the carbon emissions of U.S. manufactured goods compare to allies and adversaries. It's a rare bipartisan effort that could insert climate change policy into U.S. trade rules, but Republicans are split over whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. So today, Politico's Josh Siegel takes us inside the conservative civil war over carbon tariffs. It's Thursday, January 18th. So the Prove It Act is a bill that is really meant as a kind of to lay the groundwork, a, a really a first step looking into this concept of border carbon tariffs or a carbon border adjustment as it's more formally known. And this bill wouldn't even go there, wouldn't actually impose any policy. Essentially, all it would do, it would order the Energy Department to conduct a two-year study into the emissions intensity of producing various goods, manufacturing different goods in different countries. So basically, the proponents of this bill say it would prove what they already know, or they say they already know, which is American products like steel, glass, manufacturing products. We do this cleaner. We have tough environmental regulations compared to countries like China India, Russia. But this study essentially is their theory is that it would actually have the proof to show that and essentially give the U.S. leverage if we do ever actually impose a border carbon adjustment to say, you know, we have the right to do this. So that's what the bill would do in theory if enacted. But you're reporting that there is some major infighting within the Republican Party about this bill. Let's start with who is for and against this bill and why. Yes. So from the Republican side, the lead co-sponsor is Kevin Kramer of North Dakota. And he's someone who has really positioned this bill on the broader concept of carbon tariffs as in line with former President Trump and his protectionist combative trade agenda. You know, very deliberately saying this is a way to get at China and to compete with them when it comes to how they subsidize their products and how they, again, have lax environmental rules. Another Republican is a Bill Cassidy who sim- you know, positions similarly, also talks about the national security implications. So these are kind of some of the leading Republicans. And a Lindsey Graham is another. He's a co-sponsor of the Prove It Act. And again, very much says, he told me this is a thousand percent Trumpian idea, as he put it. And it's actually Trump's former trade advisor, Robert Lighthizer, is someone who I've talked to about this concept, and he is supportive of it. You know, he hasn't come out on, you know, any bills specifically, but he's very interested in this concept. So that kind of wing, this kind of new age, you know, Republican Party who are very much into protectionist trade measures, that's kind of who are the leading Republican proponents. And the opponents on this one, it's kind of this like hodgepodge of groups I would consider and a lot of experts would consider climate skeptics, you know, traditional Republican groups who just don't want to see any safe space for Republicans to really deal with climate change, and in this case, deal it from a trade lens. But you also have free traders. So it's kind of this interesting alliance. And people who just don't want also any kind of move towards carbon regulation or taxes, even if it's just tariffs and not a domestic tax. And yeah, some of the groups who have actually come out very aggressively against, again, this very modest Prove It Act are the Competitive Enterprise Institute, 
American Energy Alliance, which is a you know, fossil fuel group, Americans for Prosperity, which, of course, the Koch brothers, you know, a group that they support, Americans for Tax Reform. So it's kind of like groups we've seen before kind of come out against any Republican kind of climate action. But I was surprised to see that this, again, this bill that on its face is pretty modest and wouldn't actually impose any policy. They're coming out, you know, hard against this ahead of this markup that's occurring in the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee on Thursday. To take a step back here, could you walk us through what the urgency is for proponents to pass a bill like this right now in this moment? And how do these divisions within the Republican Party complicate the ability to actually do anything in this space? The European Union is actually preparing to implement its own carbon border adjustment mechanism, as it calls its version. It's known as a CBAM. And that's going to apply as soon as 2026 to imports from countries that lack aggressive emissions reduction policies. And that policy could implicate the U.S. since the EU policy is actually targeted specifically at countries that don't have an explicit price on carbon, which, of course, the U.S. doesn't, despite some of these conservative groups alleging that you know, somehow this carbon tariff policy would also lead to a domestic carbon tax, which proponents you know, say is not going to happen. That's definitely kind of prompting proponents of the U.S. having its own version to say, look, we need to get in the game here. Like, we're otherwise, we're screwed. And from the Prove It Act perspective, to say that, look, the EU is working to find its own metric for emissions intensity. So the U.S. should have its own numbers. We shouldn't trust others to do this for us. As far as the prospects, we're talking about a study that's getting all sorts of pushback. So I think it's a long road ahead to even begin to move on a policy. I think this whole fight just kind of shows that Republicans, yes, there are some Republicans who might stick their neck out and, and not really care what conservative groups in their movement think. But, you know, for others, I mean, you're already seeing, you know, some Republicans, I'm expecting a good deal of opposition in the markup. They're listening to what opponents are saying. So it just shows how even just tiptoeing into the climate and trade space, that's somewhat of a risk for Republicans. Also, the conservative justices on the Supreme Court seem poised to weaken the power of federal agencies. During oral arguments on Wednesday, the court's conservative majority questioned the Chevron Doctrine, which gives agencies latitude to craft regulations. The high court's eventual ruling could hand courts, including the Supreme Court itself, more power to strike down regulations in policy areas like energy and the environment, which are administered by federal agencies. It would also strip power from the executive branch and make it harder for Joe Biden and future presidents to defend their regulatory agendas against legal challenges. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's our show. I'm Catherine Morehouse, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Today's program support is provided by Chevron. Progress means producing renewable fuels for today's fleets. Chevron intends to grow their renewable fuels production capacity to 100,000 barrels per day by 2030. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash renewable fuels.